Blondes with glasses, they can't sing. Blondes with glasses, let's do this podcast thing. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Becca. Do you have a, oh my God. Do you have a cold? Uh, <laughs> so I think Jesus heard me ta- like telling everybody I knew, you know, I can't remember the last time I had a cold. It's literally been years. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been going so well, and then, then he... Then I went and hung out with my friend Arnaldo. We watched Captain America, and the whole time he was getting over cold, and he was, like, coughing next to me, and I kept going, like, this in my seat, like, please, like, scooting away as much as I could. And then we go meet up with my, like, second cousins who were in town, and they were getting over a cold as well, and the whole time I was like, I never get sick. I'll be fine. And then I got my period. Oh. And just got fucked. So, oh. well, how does it feel to be knocked from your high horse? <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> it really sucks. Yeah. So, like, that's why I sound. I don't know if you can tell that I sound gross. No, I, it's not terribly bad, but I can I can sense like a little bit of it lingering, maybe. Yeah. If at any point earlier today, I sneezed and wait, like it, you know, it was kind of shocking what came out. <laughs> so. <laughs> If that happens, like, where you hear me sneeze and then you hear nothing, uh-huh. and, like, Shannon has to take over, uh-huh. like, for the listeners, <laughs> something unexpected has happened. So, it's probably, like, you're just so transfixed by what's in your hanky. Do you use a hanky? I assume you do. <laughs> you're an old Jewish woman. <laughs> uh, you know, my dad uses a, a handkerchief. He carries around a handkerchief oh, in his back pocket. Gross. And, wait. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Wait, hanky in the back pocket, that's... It's not sticking out of the back <laughs> Okay, okay. So it's not code for anything okay. as far as I know. <laughs> it's just his weird way of, like, blowing his nose. Hmm. You know, my mom carries Kleenex in her purse, but I guess you can't really yeah. well, my fit a whole little thing in your back pocket. Grandmother always used to keep Kleenexes in her sleeve, like right here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, that's actually a great... It's, I, I do that now sometimes when I'm sick. Yeah, except then you're like, a lot of the time I feel like they're sticking used Kleenexes back in their sleeve. Yeah. And they're like pulling it out and coughing into it well, and sticking it back. Like, I don't know how that's any better than a hanky. See, us people who get sick frequently, I guess I'm the <laughs> number now, uh, we figure out how to fold a Kleenex right so that you don't get like a sticky part on you when you put it back yeah, in your sleeve. Yeah, I think that's the theory with handkerchiefs as well. Yeah, okay. You just gotta fold it properly. I get it. I mean, I'm not advocating for it, honestly. (laughs) Uh, Let's just cure the common cold, then we won't have to deal with it. (laughs) Yeah, oh, that sounds really nice. Uh, So, you have to tell me a story about... What? (laughs) Wyoming? Wyoming Wyoming drag. (laughs) Yeah, okay, so, over this last weekend, so my mom was in town, as as listeners know, Mm And it was for my cousin's graduation, and so my aunt and uncle were also in town, and my aunt's uh, stepmother, mm-hmm. I hope I'm getting that right, anyway, basically my cousin's grandmother, and she brought all of these, like, old, like, stuff from her house, so she's, like, trying to clean out and get rid of stuff, and she gave it to my aunt, my aunt was going through it in front of us, and she found these old photo albums, and it was so great, and then she goes oh, look, this is from that drag club in, like, the 50s and 60s in Wyoming. Oh, my God. And we're like, what? And she's like, yeah, my great-grandmother or her grandmother or somebody, somebody in her family, loved going to these drag clubs with her, like, gay 
best friends or whatever, and they had these photos of these men in the 60s doing drag, and on the back there was one that had like a note written, and it was like, you know, the fastest change in the West or something <laughs> like that, and it was like, and it was so great, someone was like Marilyn Monroe, and it was just like, it was like outside of like Cheyenne, Wyoming or something, mm. there was just this bar that you could that that was like a drag bar. It was like totally cool. And her grandma was like, "Yeah, these are my these are my people. Oh you know, gotta God. hang out." That's amazing. The drag club in like the fifties and sixties in the middle of nowhere. Like I don't think Wyoming like would have one of those now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so unreal. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. So it was really cool, like seeing some of those old photos and stuff. And the random stuff that they had like saved in this album like someone sent them a newspaper clipping that was like this girl used to be our neighbor and it's like a story about a girl who had been murdered by her sister oh my god and <laughs> it's like why did they save this newspaper clipping for all these years like it's just like this one guy knew this person and she was murdered and then they had like multiple clippings about like how the trial was going and stuff like that and it was and when she was a kid looking through this photo album and she finds this clipping. She's like, uh, <laughs> someone in my family a murderer? Because, like, the only people who save clippings about murders are the people who did them, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or people, like, personally hunting down the killer. Uh, I do understand that, actually, from, like, a weird, in a weird way, because the world in the past seemed so much larger. So, like, when news touched you like that, it, it was memorable. So like that's true. I because my dad is pack rat, so I have definitely seen some boxes in our house of like entire newspapers where he really was like touched by the front page or whatever. So he, he saved the whole Whoa. thing, and like we have this the whole newspaper from September 11th in our house for sure. Like I, I definitely yeah. found that one time. So I see that as like when when something is directly related to you, you're like, oh my god, I am somehow connected to somebody in the yeah. newspaper. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, speaking of newspapers. <laughs> okay. Can I tell you? Yesterday, as a part of my birthday week, I had my three <laughs> three best friends from my class come over to my house, and I sat them down, and I made them watch Newsies. Oh. <laughs> and now we all want to be newsboys together. It's great. <laughs> so... Oh my god, it's such, uh, it's such a good movie. Such a good movie. I think I've seen that movie, I've lost count of how many times I've seen that movie, yeah. because literally every single summer at camp... Yes! See, that's what I was... Would, we had, it was, it was an all-girls camp I went to, mm -hmm. and they had, it was outdoor movies once a week, and the end, the last week of the, of the summer, the most senior girls, they get to pick the movie, and literally every single year, they pick Newsies, yes. and it became this thing where if you didn't pick Newsies, what the hell is wrong with mm -hmm. you? And then anytime Christian Bale came on the screen, they screamed. <laughs> this was before Christian Bale was Christian Bale. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was telling them that, too, because I was like, every sleepover I think I went to in grade school, and also high school, definitely, we there were two movies that we would choose from. It was either Newsies or Mean Girls. Like, those were the yeah. options. Everybody just wanted to watch Newsies all the time. And... Now, like, looking at it with outsiders, it was so, so funny because you don't really realize, like, until you're objectively watching it as an adult with other adults in the room that they, <laughs> there's this running theme where they just don't let the only woman in the movie talk. 
They don't let oh, Sarah God. talk at all. <laughs> so Dave was one of the guys over to watch this, and he was like, is this just like, it doesn't gel with you, because he listens to our podcast, and, and, he's, yeah, and yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't get it either. I never realized. Like, <laughs> so, that, so we watched that. Sarah's not allowed to talk hardly ever. And also, I didn't, uh-huh. I didn't want her to talk because, in my opinion, Jack and Davy are supposed to be together, not Jack sure, and sure. Sarah. <laughs> and so then, after that, we watched National Treasure, of course, because it's partially set in Philadelphia. And sure, there's also a running theme in that movie where they keep trying to hush up all of the women in that. So I was just like, this is not a good day for me as a feminist. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, but. I still love both of those movies. Yeah. I'll watch them to the end of time. Ugh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. We, in camp, the other movie we watched all the time, which, why well, can't I remember? Wild Horses Can't Be Broken? Is that what it was called? That sounds familiar. Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken? Hmm. Is that... Okay. <laughs> I'm going to describe the plot, too, because it's amazing. Okay. And I don't know if that title matches with it. At all. I don't know if that <laughs> okay. is an accurate... Is that the title... It's a girl who joins the circus during, like, the Great Depression. She starts doing horse... Jumping. Diving. Diving, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, literally, a horse is running off a diving board. Yes. And then you're supposed to... You jump on the horse, then the horse dives into a pool, and you get up, and, and everyone's like, amazing! And you're like, what the fuck? Like, who invented this? Yeah. Anyway, she does it. She's blinded yes. at one point mm-hmm. from doing it, and she has to relearn how to do it while blind. Yep. And it's so inspiring and amazing. I have never seen that movie, but I remember specifically a conversation <laughs> with my mother growing up where we were maybe at, like, the like video rental store, and I was talking about that movie, and she was like, oh, I saw that happen in real life. Like, she, <laughs> she had been somewhere, <laughs> the heartland of Pennsylvania, apparently, where they did that horse diving stuff, so. Wow. Yeah. So it, it continued past the 30s and 40s. See, I just figured I at a certain point so. people would be like, this is kind of an insane thing that we're doing. Like, honestly, it just sort of looks like, oh, like, it, like you're just going to murder that horse. Like, the scene in The Revenant where yeah. you just... <laughs> <laughs> jumps off the cliff with a horse. Yeah. But, like, they're doing... Oh, yeah. I think it still is a thing. Maybe. Maybe not now. Whoa. Maybe not now. No. PETA gets I don't involved, believe that. But <laughs> I think in the 60s and 70s, it was still a thing. Yeah. I just don't know how you train a horse to do that. Yeah. To, like, start, jump off a start small. diving board. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? So, our topic today is sort of a goodbye theme, maybe? I don't know. What What is our topic today? Because, so, we were talking... Us? Us. No, we always talk about us. No. So, I am leaving Ireland after pretty much two years here. I'm leaving yeah. in a couple days. And pretty permanently. <laughs> so, yeah. So, this is our last really international podcast... Right, but it's not it's not our last long distance. Podcast. No, because we still will be in different <laughs> states. That, there's no end in sight for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we yeah. So I was like, let's take this opportunity to talk about long distance friendships and long distance movies and TV shows. And then it turns out there aren't many of those. <laughs> yeah, why aren't there many of those? But I have an idea actually why. So we'll talk about it. But so how how are you, my long distance friend? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm okay. I'm I'm good. I'm getting over this cold. Mm-hmm. I'm unemployed. Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> How has being in a long distance friendship been for you? Honestly, it's so impressive to me that we've maintained this for as long as we have. Me too. I'm very impressed. Like it is the only like besides my sister, which is. I think a very different sort of relationship that you maintain because mm-hmm. like, you know, it's always going to be there no matter what, as long as you live yeah. sort of a thing. But like, this is probably the only friendship I've actively maintained that is not, you know, in my city. Like, yeah, I'm, I still have friends who live in other places, mm-hmm. but I don't see them on a weekly basis. Yeah. You know, I don't talk to them on a weekly basis. I don't talk to them on a daily basis, like via text and stuff. Like, I'll ch- Laura and I check in with each other every couple months, mm-hmm. and that's about it, you know. And then, like, I never hear from my, my some of my other friends from college, like Natasha and Pal. Like, I don't, I, you, you know, you hear about maybe some big life events, mm-hmm. and, you, and you're all friends with people on Facebook. But, like, the idea of a long-distance friendship where you actually talk to each other yeah. regularly, <laughs> like, that's kind of crazy that we've kept it up, like, I mean, the podcast is a huge part of that. It definitely is, yeah. I think it's interesting because... Is it Parks and Recreation where they talk about that being a best friend isn't a person, it's a tear? That was Mindy Project. Mindy, I love that quote, because that's how I feel. But I also think, like, within the tier of best friend, there's room for so many different types of best friends. Because we obviously talk all the time, because I think mainly because of the podcast, because we'll talk about things we're watching at the same time that relate to other conversations we've had. It's all sort of like you get the ball rolling with one conversation and then you keep talking and it keeps going. Mm-hmm. But then also like I have, you know, Perry who I talk to far less frequently, but I still feel just as close with her as I do with you. And it's, it's not, it's just different. It's not like you can't have a podcast with everyone, which I wish in the yeah. ideal world I would, because then I could talk to everybody all the time, but you know, people aren't made of time or, and, yeah. and it's, I think it's so hard too, because of time difference. Like it, yeah. it, it really does take a toll. So I'm kind yeah. of, yeah, I'm kind of glad that we'll be podcasting from the same time zone. That'll be huge. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> not having to think about that and like, Oh, it's so late for you. Mm-hmm. And like, there's, you know, yeah, and, like, honestly, even just my parents who live in a three-hour time difference in California, like, even that's annoying, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it'll be 9.30 in the morning, and I'm like, oh, this thing happened, I have to call mom, and I'm like, oh, nope, it's 6.30 in the morning <laughs> for her, you know? Like, yeah, it's still it's still big difference, and, uh, yeah, but... Mm-hmm. So, how much do you think pop culture played a part in our long-distance friendship? Because I have an idea, it's about 98%. (laughs) Like, what would we be without it? (laughs) Not that we're not, like, actual friends who, like, talk about (laughs) things. But there are plenty of weeks where we, the only time we talk, Mm -hmm. and the only thing we talk about is we do the podcast and then we say goodbye. Yeah. Which I'm realizing is, like... We need to we need to actually talk about like ourselves to each other off off podcast because yeah. when I got fired I realized that I had been talking to like Julie like every day about like what was happening at work every day and oh. how annoying it was getting and stuff like that and I was like talking to my parents and I was talking to the girl I was working with and stuff mm-hmm. but I wasn't talking to you about that so then when I talked about getting fired it was like oh yeah like you weren't in on like no. You, you weren't in on, like, how, like, every day I was just, like, what am I doing here? Like, what is this job? You know, like, sort of a thing. 
Because it was just sort of like, I would check in and it would be what I said on the podcast, which isn't necessarily... Yeah. Like, I'm not going to get into the details of like, yeah, I didn't know what like <laughs> what my role was at this company, you know, like, sort of a thing. Yeah, it was very, so, very sudden for me to hear that news. Yeah. 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 And like, I never got, I just never got into details with you because <laughs> those few weeks, we just didn't talk as friends. Mm-hmm. Also, that coincided with when you started work and we were we were very right. strict about when we were recording the podcast too. So it wasn't like yeah. we were like uh, chatting all day sort of, cause that, that also really helped the time difference problem we had was because we both sort of had very flexible schedules. We could mm-hmm. move around and do whatever we wanted. But when you got a job, it was like instantly so much harder. <laughs> <laughs> cause it was like, it wasn't just when we inspiration struck or whatever, when we felt it was, like, mm-hmm. we had the best vibe for it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, we're going to do it Saturday morning. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do think, oh my god, there have been so many pop culture things, I think, that have, it's just so important. Even, like, you were talking about how you talk to Julie all the time, every day, you know. Yeah. And, and that's, like, a relationship that you'll always have, always. But, like, I talk to my dad and Laura every weekend. Like, we have a set thing before they go to church. While I'm having lunch, we have a little date. And uh-huh. so we've done that for the last two years. And all, every time, I swear, we always end up talking about whatever they're watching on PBS and whatever <laughs> I'm watching now that will soon be coming to PBS because I I get called a midwife, you know, half a year before they do. And I... and. Uh-huh. Pole dark is just ending there, and there's it's and I'm saying like, ooh, make sure you catch the night manager when it comes on AMC and all this stuff, and like, so I felt like I was a little bit of a critic for them because I yeah. had a little head start, and they're also always behind anyway, so I get to like yeah. peruse through what I've seen and say this is for you, this is not for you, or like yeah. when I'm back for Easter, let's go see this movie, and so I think even that like with a relationship that's you know never gonna stop you still are like so tied up in pop culture because it's such an easy thing to talk about when you're yeah far away from each other because even especially nowadays it's so easy to all be watching the same thing at the same time yeah it's great i love it i love it (laughs) (laughs) and like sometimes like i was just talking to julie the other day about the hundred Mm. and how she she's like made she's made the commitment to finish watching the season and she's been watching oh wow every week mm-hmm. and she mostly like regrets it a bit uh-huh. but she's like I'm just gonna watch till the end mm-hmm. you know and then I'm done forever I don't care mm-hmm. you know what happens and so she sort of is like telling me because I I do have like a morbid curiosity as to like what's happening with it mm-hmm. and but I also have like a sense of like how shitty it's become (laughs) and so then having her like confirm it she's like yeah and then like Monty slept with Harper and they said finally (laughs) I was like yeah what the fuck is up with that you know like (laughs) so like she she gets to like keep me updated and like for a while I was keeping her updated about the arrow and she yeah yeah there's like this is it called the arrow (laughs) no she called it that though okay so it messed me up okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. I Have there been any pop culture things that we have missed because of the distance? I mean, I definitely do get movies a little bit earlier than you, mm-hmm. but... That's... And you go see different movies, too. You see... Yeah. Some You'll see, like, you know, UK 
distributed, like movies and stuff like mm-hmm. that, that I, I won't get for months or just won't get in most theaters, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Stuff like that. I don't think there's anything that's really suffered, though, pop culture-wise, because of it. I think it's all, it's all just more information, which is always a good thing to have with pop culture. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess we should talk about <laughs> how there's... We gotta cut this dead silence yeah. out of here. We should talk about how there's no movies or TV shows that deal with friends that are long-distance friends. Distance friends. The, yeah. I only thought of one, and I already mentioned it, which, sort of, which is Parks and Rec, when Rashida Jones left the show, mm-hmm. and they still had her be a huge part of Leslie's life when, you know, they're on the phone and she came yeah. back for a couple episodes or whatever, but it doesn't happen. And I was thinking about it today and I was like, well, of course it doesn't happen because then like all it's, it's the orphan black thing where all of their conversations yeah. happen on Skype and, yeah, and that's not what people really want to watch, I guess. Yeah, it's not compelling storytelling and it's kind of the same story mm-hmm. over and over. It's, Long distance is really hard. Yep. Ultimately, people fade away from each other, mm-hmm. and then they don't see each other <laughs> anymore. Like, that is the storyline over and over and over. And I think, on, like, it's pretty true to life, you know, in the, if, if, you, if there's no end date in the future, you know, mm-hmm. it, that's sort of, that is what happens. If you don't have a weekly podcast, <laughs> you know, with someone, then, like, that close friendship where you where you know what's happening in each other's lives, you know, yeah. that is really hard to maintain long distance. It, r- it really, really is. Yeah. Yeah, but there are, are a wealth of movies that deal with it in relationship, like romantic relationship form, because that is, I guess, more compelling, mm-hmm. because there's always the end of... Will they stay together or won't they stay together? Because, like, that's pretty much every Nicholas Sparks movie that ever existed. (laughs) I looked it up. I was like, there was an article I found that said, long-distance movies you should watch when you are in a long-distance relationship. And as soon as I started reading it, I was like, are these actually movies you should watch? Because as somebody who's in a long-distance relationship, I was like, ooh, no, these all sound terrible. (laughs) I'd I'd cry at all of them. So it's like, the number one on the list was Atonement. (laughs) Oh my god! Hilarious, (laughs) the most hilarious idea ever. Um, Jesus. Then, so then it was the Nicholas Sparks, all of them. So that was the Notebook, Dear John, and then the Lake House. Is that his? That's his, right? (laughs) Maybe not. That might not be, but it should be. (laughs) It's not, but it basically is. You know, they also said this is tragic, like crazy, which I never saw but have heard about. I think that has the guy from Star Mm. Trek in it, and. Uh, you've got mail, which isn't long distance per se, but is like a you know internet based relationship. Sure. And sleepless in Seattle as well. Same thing, phone based, radio based, dated now. But and then the time, the time traveler's wife, which I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember how that ends, but there's definitely a death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that the distance is like time travel. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's. That is, They're not Skyping each other, for sure. I feel like in a lot of things we watch, that does pop up a lot. Like, in Doctor Who, when Rose gets trapped in Doomsday in the other universe. Like, that mm-hmm. is a long-distance relationship. And they do get reunited, you know? And mm-hmm. and there's, in Star Trek Voyager, when they get 
Voyager, the ship gets flung out into the Delta Quadrant. It's going to take them 88 years to get back to Earth. And they uh-huh. all had people left behind that didn't know they were going to be gone for 88 years. And, and Janeway has a... I think he's her husband at home. And it's like, does she stay faithful to him, knowing that he'll die before mm-hmm. she gets back? And it's it's all so complicated when you throw in time travel. <laughs> yeah. There was a show that didn't last long that I watched part of, which was, I want to say, one of the Stargates. I want to say it was like Stargate Universe. And it had Ming Na Wen in it. Ooh. And um, it wasn't great. <laughs> um, but like the premise was that they went through like a mm, wormhole. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember anymore. But the point is that they were like off in space or something, and they but they only had like alien technology or something. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, the only way they could communicate with their loved ones was using some special object thing, which put them in the body of a different, of, like, a person on Earth. Oh. And then they would, like, go visit their loved ones. Ooh, creepy. And so, yeah, it's, so that was sort of an interesting long-distance <laughs> communication device. There's also... Where you had to be, like, go to your loved one, convince them that you're their loved one. Uh-huh. And then if it's, like, your significant other, like... Ooh. Are you, like, making out with, like, this other person's body? What, like, what happens to the other they, person? The way they filmed it, the way they showed it, it was, like, it was, like, the, the, the actors from the space station or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, because, like, that's who you hired. You hired those actors. And then, but, and then every so often it would, like, switch to the person's whose body they were in. That was, uh, But wait, so are they taking over, like, a... A person that has died, or is it they're just no? They're in. That's weird. You're in somebody else's body. What if they yeah. want to make out with your spouse? Ooh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that one. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Um. There's also that happens in X Men at the end of X three when Charles is in the body of a new person, starts talking to Moira McTaggart, and. They sort of gloss over that for all the future films. <laughs> I don't even remember that. Yeah. I've seen that movie multiple times. Yeah, he dies. Remember, he explodes. Yeah, yeah. And then at the it's at the post credit scene, I think. Oh. Yeah. Don't think I ever stuck around for that, even on the DVD. Oof. Too bad. <laughs> well, he's alive. Spoiler alert. <laughs> as you, well, as you I know, mean, after as scene. we discovered in the late the other movies, but it, yeah, he's in his own body in the other movies. Exactly, it's a huge it's a huge problem I have with them. Anyway, <laughs> so you saw you saw X Men. I saw the new X Men. Like, it hasn't even come out yet here. Oh, is it out this weekend? Like next weekend. Next weekend, Memorial Day. Yeah. So you got two weeks before us. Woo! For my birthday, it always comes out on my birthday. <laughs> um, I'll take you to see it. We'll go see it. Is is it? Good? I, well, here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) I love X-Men, as we all know. So it's the first first thing that got me into So I shouldn't be asking you. You should really buy it. It has a, like, 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh Uh-huh. But everybody, nope, I only know three people that saw it. (laughs) The three people that saw it, two people, including myself, all liked it. (laughs) So, three out of three people agree. <laughs> it's a pretty small sample size. Yeah, it is, it is. But I enjoyed it a lot. I also, I could, I, ugh, I'm just going to steal what my friend Dave said, which is I could watch those characters play all day. I just love them mm. all. They're, it's also interesting. Mm-hmm. I love all their powers. And 
it plays right into the fan fiction I wrote in 2006, <laughs> which you read recently. So I feel like just on that basis alone, you'll enjoy it. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. Oh, there was another one I was going to say about time travel, body swapping. Oh, Sensate. Oh, yeah. Sensate. That's an interesting version of long-distance friendships. Yeah. Which I haven't finished. Still haven't finished <laughs> it. Honestly, I love Sensate. I know. So much. I... I do love it. Something about it just feels so slow. I think I just have to, like, mm. sit down and watch two episodes in a row, and I'll be right back into it. That's yeah. I but, yeah. I just feel like I watched that whole series in, like, a day. Yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't stop watching. A new season's coming out soon, right? A couple months? Uh, a couple months. I think in December. Okay. That's fine. Oh, there's a it new... Takes them a long time to film and edit. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a new show I just saw a trailer for today... That also is a long distance C thing where I can't remember what network it's for or what it's called, but <laughs> where she's talking to her dad on the ham radio. Yeah, that one, which is a gender swapped version of an old movie. Yeah, I think it's called Frequency. Frequency, that's right. Yep. And I want to say it's on NBC. Yeah. But. Yeah. It looks interesting. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Yep. I think it's, it is more interesting once you inject the element of fantastical things because you're right it, it is kind of boring we are we are pretty boring <laughs> this episode's pretty boring <laughs> uh well i'm just a little nostalgic about leaving ireland i was packing today right. and it's rough <laughs> yeah i mean because i feel like every time i've talked to you in the last six months you're you're pretty ready yeah to be done to leave to be back in america yeah it, it's it's a mixed bag because like there's a lot waiting for me at home you know like there's working for my dad and saying hi to Kyle in person again for the first time in all, <laughs> since Christmas and, and seeing you and going up to see friends, you know, all over the East Coast and all that. But also, you know, like, I made a lot of new friends here this year and it's always hard to leave. But, yeah. I don't know. But the good thing is, just like we've been having a long-distance friendship, I can now do that with some people over here. True. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Except I'm going to be the one in the worst time zone. I do think you have the worst <laughs> time zone because I'm always, it helps because I'm not a morning person. So I'm always up and I'm like, ooh, it's the afternoon. And I, right. I text you and it's still the morning. And I'm like, ooh, that's You sucks. text me at like 7.15 and you, you've been up for hours. Yeah. <laughs> and I literally just got up and I'm like, let me think about it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like, I haven't showered yet. Please yeah. don't ask me to think about this. You know? Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, any other long-distance friendship things you want to say? Oh, God. I got... I really got nothing. Yeah, it's uh, a short one. You, you didn't want to do my late-night uh, topic, so... <laughs> do we want to do a mini-topic on late-night stuff right now? No, that's going to be my recommendations. I'm going to talk about Okay, it. good. Oh, I hear those birds outside. Yeah. Listeners, Becca has the window open. Like, the number one yeah. thing you're not supposed to do when you have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, like, number one, you should probably have a microphone. Number two, like, you should have a quiet space. <laughs> like, neither one of those things are checked for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God. It's not the most professional operation. Yep. Um, okay, well, tell me about your recommendations. Okay. Um, 
Well, first, before I get into that, I just want to let everyone know that the Washington Spirit right now are the best team in the league, Ooh. number one, undefeated, so everyone can suck it. Oh, wow. All right. That's <laughs> yeah. some strong words from Becca Muscat, everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Watch out, world. Um, anyway, so I just watched uh, Chelsea, which is Chelsea Handler's new Netflix talk show. Yes. Late night. I, you can't really call it a late night show if it's just... It's on Netflix. It's just on Netflix. <laughs> but, like, it, it comes out weekly. It comes out three times a week. Yeah. I don't know what time. Like, maybe midnight. I think it's 12.01. Like yeah. Um, and I love it. Really? <laughs> like, what is I'm, the format like? It's weird and great. Like, so you watched her documentary series, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, Chelsea Does was a documentary series on Netflix, mm-hmm. which... I you love right? I love them. They're so good. I loved it. I I think she's very she's a very unique <laughs> person. Honestly, her talk show reminds me of like Stephen Colbert's character of Stephen Colbert, mm-hmm. where it's just but it's her. Yeah, you know, like a little self centered, a little you know not PC at all. But I she just she doesn't take any bullshit. She doesn't have any patience for it. Mm-hmm. So, like, she has guests on who are, sometimes they're duds, and but she just says, like, out loud, she's like, oh, I don't like you. Oh. And it's not, not like that specifically, but, like, yeah. she had the cast of Captain America on, but instead of, like, on her show, she had, like, a dinner party with them. Mm. So she had, like, four people from Captain America, and she's eating dinner with them, and one of them, turns out, he's a total dick. Wait, oh and no, Should you, don't tell me. Should you tell me? Don't tell me. I'm going to watch it. Oh, it's no. not a main character. Okay, good. It's not Chris <laughs> Evans, right? <laughs> it's whoever, I don't remember the name of that guy. He was like, the bo- he was the, Hydra or something. The guy at the beginning that was with the mess. Yeah, with the messed okay. up face okay, okay, or whatever. Okay, yeah. yeah, so that actor, turns out he's like kind of an asshole. Mm-hmm. And he's just sort of annoying to be around. And everyone else was a delight. Mm-hmm. And so, but she, what she, she's just so obvious Mm. about like who she wants to talk to and who she like thinks should be there. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, like too bad we invited this douche, you know? (laughs) And so like, she literally, the latest one I just watched was she had a soccer player from the LA Galaxy who's the only like, the it was like the first out gay uh, pro athlete. Mm. And then next to him, she had a sports writer for the LA Times or something. And the sports writer was a total dick. Like, he just thought, like, oh, Chelsea Handler, so I got to come on and be all, like, you know, dickish, you know, for her. And she was immediately like, please stop. (laughs) You know, she was like, anyway, I'm going to talk to you. You know, I'm just, like, at a certain, like, a few minutes in, she was like, oh, no, I don't like that. So I'm just going to basically ignore ignore you. Yeah. And it was amazing because other talk shows don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, if it's a dud... And if their person is lame, it's just like, okay, let me see and, like, pretend how, like, I'm going to make this work. Mm-hmm. And said, like, she wants people to say something, and she gives them this, she'll give them, like, really long breathing room. Her dog is literally roaming around the set the whole time. <laughs> it's so casual. And because it's Netflix, they can curse and they can do whatever. And so yeah. people have, like, these real conversations with her, and she starts t- them talking about, like, a subject. So it's almost like you're, like a podcast in, a, in the sense that it's, like, you're delving deep into a subject. There's, like, a theme for the episode. And then she'll have all these pieces where she goes off, just like her documentary, where she goes off and she does something ridiculous. Hmm. You know, and, and I love the way that 
she handles herself in those situations because it's so insane and how like she'll just like be totally nice to the person and then the ne- and then she looks at the camera and she's like well that guy was an ass <laughs> you know <laughs> there's just something so different and refreshing about it mm-hmm. and it's just like so interesting and compelling to watch in my mind and yeah sometimes she says really stupid shit mm-hmm. and but most of the time she's just trying to learn and she's just trying to like learn about something new yeah and she doesn't have patience for people who are going to be fake and who are going to be jerks mm. and so I think as time goes on, she's probably going to vet, hopefully vet some more people, you know, before she, before they come on. Yeah. And so she won't have to tell them to shut the fuck up, which she has told multiple people <laughs> so far on the show, which I love. Uh, um, now, but basically, it just made me think that, like, Stephen Colbert really, really missed the boat, you know? Yeah. He could have really shaken up late night and could have done something really unique and interesting. And mm-hmm. instead, he just really fit the formula. And also an hour for late night for a late night show is crazy. Yeah. So here's yeah. my question about Chelsea, which is it came out like the week I guess that I was turning in my thesis and everything, so I didn't I sort of passed over on it. And now I'm wondering, is it like late night where it's topical where if I missed an some episodes, should I go back and watch them? Will they... It it's really not that topical. Okay, good. That's like, I just watched all of them in, like, one sitting. Okay. Um, yeah. And, it, yeah. Because so many of them are just, like... She's like, I want to learn how... You know, I want to learn about this thing. Mm-hmm. So... I went, like, like the Captain America one. Like, she wanted to learn about Marvel, because she didn't, like, and, like, comics, and she didn't understand. So she invited this girl who works in a comic book store, mm. and she gave her a big whiteboard, and she tried to teach her about all the characters and stuff before she had this dinner with the Captain America people. Oh, my God. And she wasn't, like, really rude or anything. She wasn't, like, making fun of it. She didn't, she wasn't saying, like, this is ridiculous that people are interested in this. Mm-hmm. She just, like, listened and was like, okay, try and, like, explain this to me like I'm an idiot, mm-hmm. you know? And it was great. Like, I wasn't, I was really worried. I was, I thought, like, oh, my God, I'm going to cringe. Like, like yeah. she's going to be making fun of this nerd girl. And I was like, no. She was like, she's just like, I don't, this is a lot to take in. It's a lot of information. <laughs> Which is true. It is a lot. Yeah. It's way too much. Oh, well, I'm definitely going to watch it now. I was, I was worried yeah. that I had, like, missed the boat or something. So, oh, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. I just think, I think it's really, I think it's, whatever format she uses, because it varies for the interviews, you know, mm-hmm. but she gets people to say things, like, that meet, that matter, yeah. you know, it's not like they're just like, I have this hilarious story about when I was at the airport. Oh, yeah. You know, it's obviously, like, a rehearsed story that they've told in other talk shows, like, this, like, when they had that Captain America dinner, Chris Evans is talking about the wage gap, mm-hmm. you know, and he's talking about how systemically this is an issue, and he's, and, you know, he was saying, like, and it was great, and it was just like nobody asked real questions, yeah. you know. And she was asking people real questions, and expecting real answers, and if they didn't give her real answers, she didn't have any patience for it. That's and I love that. Lovely, I love it so much. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah. It's on my list. Um, my recommendation is way smaller in comparison to yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the other day when my friend was over at one in the morning <laughs> he, we, we were watching cartoons together and, co- and we were reading stuff together and just sort of generally being childish. And at, after we watched some X-Men um, animated series and Batman animated series, and then he was like, did you ever see DC nation shorts? And I said, no, what's that? And then for about 
30 minutes, we watched this YouTube playlist, which is, it's called DC Nation, and they, they're just all of these shorts involving DC characters, and they're like a minute long. Two minutes tops, but mostly they're like a minute. And they are just so delightful. <laughs> there, <laughs> there is, there's, they're usually like in little series of three, so you'd watch three in a row of all the same characters. And there are three of Green Arrow and Black Canary, I think, or White Canary, which, whichever one. And mm-hmm. they are just having a contest, like in Lord of the Rings, when Legolas and Gimli have that contest to see who, who can kill more people in that battle. Yeah. It's like that, but with just, like, these little animated versions of Oliver Queen and Sarah. And it is, it was, like, the most fun I had watching Arrow in the entire time <laughs> I had ever watched the show Arrow. <laughs> it was so enjoyable. I laughed so much. There's some with Wonder Woman. There's um, where Wonder Woman, uh, Cat, no, Batgirl and Supergirl are all teenage friends. And it's all about them trying to get uh, Supergirl out of the house. But then, you know, because she has a curfew and they all want to go out together and they can't. And it's like... It's just all these just adorable things, and they're all animated in different ways. So the Wonder Woman one is, like, this beautiful sort of 1960s art deco thing. And then there's the there's um, some that are in, like, Japanese style of drawing. And it's just so fascinating. And there's a million of them, and you can just sort of pick and choose. My favorite ones are... There's a series called Animal Man, which I've never heard of Animal Man before, <laughs> but uh-huh. he's this guy who can just take on the attributes of any animal. And so wow. there's these little vignettes of him, and you you think, oh my god, Animal Man's going to save the day, but actually he's just going to sort of, like, while there's a bank robbery, there's an, an ant on the floor, and he, he comes into the bank robbery, and he's like, excuse me, and he's trying to herd this ant across the room, and then he leaves, <laughs> because he only cares about the ant, he doesn't care, <laughs> he doesn't care about humans at all, it's just, wow. so they're called DC Nation Shorts, and there's a playlist on YouTube of 116 of them, but Holy crap. I would just recommend Green Arrow, an animal man. And then from there you'll just go and you'll find all the other ones you love. It's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to also mention that I saw a movie with my mom uh, on Monday. It was called The Meddler with uh, Susan Sarandon. And it was great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's it about? I haven't heard of it. Um, it's it's Susan Sarandon is Rose Byrne's mom. Okay. And she's from uh, Brooklyn, and so she does a great she does a great accent, and she's like a, she's a real meddler. Oh, and she really I get it. Like she she moved out to L.A. to be closer to her daughter, and she calls her and leaves her these voicemails like thirty times a day, mm-hmm. and she always starts her voicemails with, "Anyways," and <laughs> she just like and it's like a personal diary, and they use it as like narration mm-hmm. to like start off and like throughout the whole movie of like her days and stuff like that, and. Aww. It's just, it's sweet and funny, and it's just, it's a, it's a good movie. So cool, the meddler, the meddler. I will write that one down as well. Cool, cool. Guess what we have this week? Oh my god! For yeah. to celebrate our last podcast in Ireland. Oh my oh, gosh. gosh, 
You really make it seem like we're never going to record again. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listeners, stay tuned. We have another episode next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. All right. Hey, Becca, it's Zach. Uh, well, actually, like, this one today because your sister uh, came up with the fun. So, yeah, uh, came up with a new business. It's a laboratory, actually, and we're researching uh, anti-gravity suits. So, it's so very interesting and engaging. I mean, Julie's actually been really angry with me because I haven't been getting home until like 10 o'clock each night because I just can't put the work down. <laughs> so, hopefully you can uh, put in a good word for me. Alright, talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> That's great. Can I say, uh-huh. Zach wrote on my Facebook this week wishing me a happy birthday and I wanted to reply with a pun but I couldn't think of any <laughs> so I didn't so. Zach is the master of the jokes and I am not as we know you know what's crazy is you've never met Zach I know <laughs> like I almost wrote that too I think I was like I hope one day that I meet you <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah well yeah. thanks Zach I hope I meet you one day yeah <laughs>